Hey guys, welcome. This is Mike from Back in the Cards, and welcome to our podcast. This is episode two of our podcast, and I just want to say thank you so much for all the support from last week's opening podcast. In today's podcast, I want to cover uh, two topics. One I promised you last week um, around soccer and kind of what to look for and give you some more background if you're looking to start investing and collecting soccer cards. And then secondly, I want to talk about the breaking news around PSA and their price increases and kind of why I think that happened and probably why they did it and what you can expect from it going forward. So I'm going to start with soccer cards. So soccer is an international sport. It's been around quite a while, but really hasn't been too mainstream on the card collecting front. And I think with everything going on in the world and quarantine and people are looking for the next big thing and shiny object, uh, soccer has come to the forefront as an opportunity. You know, it's an international sport. There's so many stars and prospects out there. Um, but what really happened is, is it's become such a, a rapidly growing industry because of all the opportunity that was there in terms of, of rating the top players in the sport, uh, both long-term and current. Um, so even the people who don't even play anymore, um, their cards have gone up. So really, you know, prices are skyrocketing because there's so much opportunity and growth and demand for it. And, you know, um, the supply just isn't out there like it is with some of the more popular American sports, right? But I'll tell you that, um, you know, with the prices skyrocketing, I really wouldn't recommend buying any of the top mainstream players right now, such as Messi, such as Ronaldo, um, go after some of the prospects and such who are up up and coming, right? Look at some of the, the clubs that have more of a developmental program, like Barcelona and Dortmund, you know, look at who's coming up through the U.S., you know, soccer program. Um, you could definitely do your research and, and kind of see this, right? So this would have been the same as looking at someone like Christian Pulisic, you know, about two or three years ago um, as he was coming up and people just started hearing about him. So do your research there. I think there's still some opportunity because there are so many prospects. I mean, Messi and Ronaldo won't be playing that much longer. You know, maybe give them five years, six years or so. So, you know, keep that in mind too is, is who's the next big things coming out, right? We're starting to see things around Jaden Sancho, right? And uh, Kai Havertz and... You know, a lot of these international stars who are coming up through the ranks. So uh, do your research. There's still opportunity out there like there is with everything. And just be careful around a lot of the hype pricing and such, right? Um, you know, scoring is always highly sought after. People want the, you know, sexy players, right? This is why quarterbacks do so well because they touch the ball on every single snap of the game and have the chance to, you know, break break a game wide open, right? Look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes, what he did in the Super Bowl last year. Look at Tom Brady over the course of his career, right? That's why these these cards always demand top dollar. Um, you know, this is also why home run hitters like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Pete Alonso demand top dollar as well, no matter what year their their card is or, you know, what the different parallel refractor is, they're always going to get top dollar for them. Um, so in terms of soccer, you know, this translates to people like the center striker, um, you know, the center forward. Look at the center midfielder on the top international teams. You know, go out there and Google, you know, who are the, the, the top international 
teams in soccer based on world rankings. You know, I just quickly did that uh, just to let you all know who's out there right now. Number one is Belgium, right? Belgium, um, France, Brazil, England, Uruguay, Croatia, Portugal, Spain, Argentina, and Colombia. And then Mexico comes in at number 11. We got to give our North America um, teams some shout out there pretty much dominated by Europe in in the top 10. So, you know, keep in mind, you know, these teams, who are their star players, right? I mean, you know, teams, people that come to mind, Eden Hazard, you know, um, uh, Mbappe, um, you know, Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, uh, Suarez, um, you know, Portugal, Ronaldo, um, Argentina, obviously, Messi. So you can kind of go through these and see who the top stars are. You know, those are the players you want to invest in, right? Germany has got a ton right now of star players and people up and coming. They're definitely worth, you know, looking at. Germany sits at number fifteen, but they're gonna they're they're gonna be set for a, for a long time. So definitely keep Germany as that outlier, you know, looking in, right? All right. So back to the overall topic here. Learn about all the different leagues. So not just the international. You know, teams, right? So most star players play for an international team and play for what's called a city team, which is a team that's in a league, right? So English Premier League in England, Germany, Bundesliga, you know, Italy, I'm going to butcher these, uh, Sierra A, right? So I'm Italian and that's my best. Italy, Sierra A. You know, France has League One. Spain has La Liga, right? So learn... Uh, look at the standings, look at the top teams in each of those leagues and figure out who you want to go after, right? Uh, finally, we have, so look at what cards are hot. So I could tell you, just looking at pricing and doing research, Prism 2014 World Cup cards, super hot. Uh, Germany won that year, so keep that in mind. You know, Prism 2018 World Cup, France won. So look at those cards. Euro 2016's. Uh, Portugal won, right? So Ronaldo's cards are, are pretty expensive in that that set. Uh, one set that caught my eye is Topps Chrome Champions League. Uh, focus on the refractors there. The, the, the word, just like prisms, it has the word refractor on the back of the card. You know, those cards are a little little nicer, sell a little better. Um, not that the base cards are bad, but you know, focus on the refractors, the the the, the extra special cards. Prism 2019s, you know, the English Premier League. Um, earlier this year, you can find, you know, the $20 blaster boxes in the retail stores. Um, they're a lot harder to find now, but that's a nice little set. Um, you know, same kind of prism inserts. You can expect the same kind of quality inserts from prism, but um, definitely check out all those cards. You know, I think that's a lot of information. Just be careful not to pay for the hype pricing, right? So this is similar to what we're looking at in basketball, a lot of hype pricing there. So just be careful. So I also want to talk a little bit more about the investing business, right? So PSA. So PSA announced now that they're raising prices, and it looks like it could be anywhere from 30 to 40% per card, which is a lot. Like if cards are typically $10, you know, now you're looking at a $13, $14 price potentially. And this is really going to impact a lot of the uh, people who do subbing. And when you're sending cards not directly to PSA, but through a bulk submission, which typically bulk pricing is cheaper, well, now they're realizing that, you know, so many people are doing this. Um, they're, they're just trying to realize and, and play to the market where demand is up. You know, right now, PSA, even though they were closed, 
during quarantine and reopened, they are backlogged over a million cards right now, right? So I think raising the prices is going to lighten the load on their backlog a little bit, right? It's going to keep their product and their, their end deliverable more sought after. So by raising the price, they are going to reduce the supply and keep the demand high. Right, so raising the prices, like I said, lightens the load. People are sending in any and all cards to get graded. I mean, you're seeing cards that are only two or three dollar cards getting sent to be graded, and really, you know, that I don't think that is what PSA or even grading cards had in mind. I think they really want the cards that are at least, you know, fifteen to twenty dollars a piece raw, as what you want to get graded. Um, to really stand out and separate itself, right? So by raising the price, there'll be less PSA cards graded, and that's going to keep the pricing and demand and exclusiveness of a PSA graded card, you know, at the top of the market. Um, so, you know, people are sending in, like I said, all these new cards graded, um, you know, the 2017 to present, and it's just creating a saturation of graded cards on the market. And really crushing the, the raw card value because there's so many out there and the populations are so large. So by thinning the herd, it's going to increase, um, it'll inc- increase their revenue still, but it will make the cards more exclusive on the, on the resale market or on the aftermarket, I guess, once a card gets graded. So, you know, as the cards stay more scarce, it keeps their values up and PSA remains elite with uh, all the increased competition from their buddy Beckett. And SGC is uh, up and coming, getting more and more cards out there, as well as some of the lower grade ones that people kind of snub their nose at, but they're still out there and they're still going strong, like GMA and BGG, BCCG. Um, so I think PSA is raising prices because they um, they want to be exclusive and be the the more sought after one. That you're not going to send in the lower level card to get graded if it costs more. You're going to send in the the higher end card to begin with and make it a more exclusive overall product. So whether we like that or not, you know that's just going to be the case, right? So for the for the everyday collector that wants to get their cards graded, they might send in you know more cards to SGC now and saturate those population reports, right? So. And keep that in mind too, is one of the things that was holding back SGC, and I talked about this in some recent TikToks, one of the things holding back on SGC was that they just had so many, um, they they had so many cards um, being graded, but no one knew what the population reports were like. So this, I think, you know, caused some pushback. So now SGC just released uh, their population reports. You can see how many of each card are, are graded by SGC and, and how many of each grade itself, whether it's 10, 9, 5, 9, etc. So now PSA had to make their next move. So their next move is to thin the herds and be more exclusive as a card card grading opportunity. So keep that in mind too that, yes, it really stinks that PSA is pushing out the smaller person and the, the everyday cards that are getting graded. Um, they want to be exclusive. That's why it's only on the newer stuff. The older stuff which they figure a lot of people don't have as much of, and the stuff that's already established a baseline value, you know, will continue to be submitted at at, at current prices. So, you know, I, I have two shipments right now in hand with subgraders. So I'm waiting to see back now if I'm going to be paying more than I thought I was, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago when I sent those in. So stay tuned. I'll give you a full update on that as well. 
So I hope that gives you some insight as to PSA and kind of why I think that they made the price increase move they did and what that means for the market, right? So you're going to probably want to throw some hate on PSA, um, and I'm sure that's perfectly valid. I mean, I kind of snubbed my nose at that too and was like, come on, guys, what the heck? But you can see they're just reacting to what the market's doing and what everyone here is doing. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and taking time out of your busy day to give me 10 minutes of your time to listen to kind of my thoughts and what I'm thinking about in the card collecting world. Um, so I think next week I'm going to talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of the things I do to collect cards, where I do collect cards and how I get cards, whether they're, you know, box breaks or, you know, buying buying hobby boxes or buying retail or, you know, trading on social media um, or just buying singles or lots on eBay. So I'll dive into a little bit more about that next episode. Um, but again, thanks again for listening. So you can find us on, you know, with um, username back into cards, one word, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on eBay. Our eBay store is back dash into dash cards and we have a facebook page as well so i appreciate you following us on social media continuing to stay engaged and thank you for listening have a great day